You are listening to Crying for Information. There is 100% chance your testosterone will rise listening to this beast. Uh, hey, everybody. Um, so the deal with the pod for this week, first off, I want to say thank you for your cooperation and me missing the last two weeks in a really poor performance last time I was on the pod. Um, family issues, some personal issues kept me away. And then Thanksgiving was wonderful to have my fantastic girlfriend here. But what that meant was a lot of um, not boy time, if you know what I mean. And with the lack of board time, first off, I didn't even play any video games over Thanksgiving break, which on its own is a crime, so I should be committed for that. Um, but I didn't even get to do any of that. I really had no spare board time. A lot of the time was relationship stuff. Um, so that's the reason I couldn't post a pod last week. Um, and in order to make sure that my football Sunday was secured, I had to fill in the boyfriend duties from Thursday through Saturday um, with the girl. So that's why you didn't get any pod last week. So I just want to thank you guys for being patient over these last two weeks. My poor podcast performance a couple weeks ago with um, the Daytona Hot Daddies was pretty much unacceptable in my opinion. Um, I thought it would be one of those moments where I toughed it out. Like I'm going to tough out this play on the football field. I'm going to tough out this podcast. Wasn't in the right mental state, you know, had a fall athletic celebration. So had a good time. Then just my mentals after that after a great time weren't in the best spot and I pushed through the podcast with Dylan and I sounded like shit right I'm just gonna get right to it so I want to apologize for that podcast performance um and with that apology thank you guys other than the normal uh charcuterie board is the wrong word I don't know why charcuterie board is the first word I'm thinking of the um it's the word when someone's watching you from afar the peanut gallery. I just called the peanut gallery the charcuterie board. So from now on, we will call the peanut gallery the charcuterie board. I did get the expected comments from the charcuterie board in our group. Clearly, I'm still thinking about Thanksgiving. Um, and you know what? Those those comments were necessary. They needed me to step up my game. So how am I going to step up my game, you might ask? Well, I am going to try and at least get one pod every week for now to the rest of the season. That should be expected. Maybe I'll get two. There are still some members of our league who – there are a couple members, I won't say their name, who will not come on the pod. That is okay. You know, privacy, HIPAA for podcasts. Um, and there are still some members I want to get on. And I want to give you guys more entertainment because I kind of slacked for the last month. Just like the um, LA Rams, whose record was 0-3, I would say I went 0-3 in November too. But I am still a powerhouse. Um, and also my fantasy team kind of just shit hitting the fan. Kind of put me in a bad fantasy mood. When the fantasy team's doing well, let me tell you, it was really exciting to get in the pod. It was really good to talk. When your fantasy team has a bunch of tough losses, it's tough. And you know what? My mental toughness wasn't fully there in um, November, as we already talked about. So in long, after this soliloquy of a um, entrance or intro, I just want to thank you guys. So the way today's pod will work um, is that it's just going to be a little brief talking, just total solo act by me. Um, tomorrow we have a big three-way on the pod. I do not want to ruin the surprise of who it is. So tomorrow be prepared for a three-way. Most likely this will post either, um, Wednesday night or Thursday morning. That is the plan for now. Hopefully both um, people can come on the pod. Really looking forward to it. What we'll be covering in that pod is kind of, we'll look over the playoffs. We'll do some Thanksgiving talk. Um, and that's all I'm going to tell you because I think it's better when the pods have a little bit of surprises in them. Uh, rather than me kind of preview them. But the purpose of today's pod is we'll look at the standings, 
Um, I'll give my little breakdown of the league. I'll do a little NFL talk. I'll do a little NCAA talk. I'll do a tiny, tiny bit of NBA talk. This is just to let me flow. Let me go, right? When you're playing linebacker and you need to, and you're just playing your best, you are flowing to the ball. One of my favorite things to say to my players is flow to the ball. Naturally, find where the ball is going, read the guard, and go, go to the running back or go to wherever the ball is going. What happens a lot of the time, especially in youth athletics and podcasting, is people force. People can force things. They force an agenda. They say to themselves, you know what? No matter what, I am shooting that gap. You shoot that gap. You shoot the A gap. Before you know it, the running back cuts outside to the B gap. You're not doing your job. You were assigned to the B gap. 80-yard touchdown run, right? So um, I'm going to let this flow today. You know, there might be a couple mishaps just like the charcuterie board and the peanut gallery earlier on. But this will be a great pod. So where should we start? Let's start by saying the learner's football team is dominating the league, right? I made a prediction earlier this year that I thought there would be a big gap between first place um, and the rest of the league. Now, as of three weeks ago, I kind of gave up on that stance. I thought it was going to be a cluster towards the end. Um, We're all going to be caught up in the middle, but I could not have been more wrong. The Learners football team has a two-game winning streak, a two-game lead, I mean, and a five-game winning streak. They have been the dominant force. They are sitting in first place. In second place, actually tied for second place, the huddle and the keg stand Sam. Now, here's what I want to say about these two teams. First off, if the keg stand Sam wins, I think I deserve a, a round of applause, a pat on the back, something like that. Because if you remember after week two, Sam was ready, ready to sell. He, was, he wanted to sell his Bitcoin at $10,000. But then crypto god Chris let him know, hey, Sam, you should not do that. Keep on buying the dip. Buy, buy, buy. You know what Sam did? He bought the dip. Sam right now is the most lethal team in our league with a six-game win streak and the second most points. After week two, Sam wanted to quit. What's really impressive about Sam is his team is 8-2 in their last 10. That is incredible. Sam, way to go. I think you earn, you owe me a little kiss, a little tap, whatever you want to call it. And th- tied for him in second place, Nookie in the huddle. So Nookie's team, I mean, he has just fought adversity. He's had a couple of weeks where I doubted his team. Um, he's had Lamar Jackson get sick. He's had Zeke Elliott not really perform really well. He's had DeAndre Hopkins out. He's had Amari Cooper out. He's had a bunch of things going wrong, and he keeps fighting. Um, and it, there's no surprise. He was the one with the black eye in Potsdam, right? Nucci got that black eye because he fights he believes in himself. He believes in his heritage. He believes in Buffalo. He believes in Lenova. He believes in 40. He believes in positive vibes only. He believes in Pete Davidson. And he believes in being a lone wolf. But he also believes in his goddamn fantasy football team. And that is what we have seen this year. Nookie in the huddle and tied for second place. All these three teams kind of deserve a pedestal's the wrong word. Maybe they'll get an Instagram post. Maybe you'll see MVPs on Instagram. I don't know. Maybe I'm uh, a ghoul and maybe I'm coming up with stuff. But that is what we're going to look towards, right? Maybe we'll see a little awards for these three on Instagram. Now, for the next – now we go to um, in fourth place by himself, the Haas Daddies. The Haas Daddies controls his destiny against the Learners football team this week. Now, we saw in the group chat um, that the Learners football team was kind of screwing around and he was like, I'm not going to play anyone. Here's the deal with the Learners football team. The way he's won these last five weeks, he could 
play one player and I'd still pick him to win. I, 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 I don't have everything pulled up in front of me right now, but I correctly remember that there have been, in his last six games, three games won on Monday night decisions, two games won on a Sunday night decision, and one game that was decided by one point when he actually played me. I mean, fantasy football, a lot of people will say it's luck. You know what? I think it's skill sometimes. And I think Cormac has skill in fantasy football. He's blue collar. He drafted his team correctly. I have doubted him. I owe Cormac an apology. Cormac, I am sorry how your team is doing. I really am. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. I am sorry for how your team is doing because my team's in the shitter right now. But I am sorry for doubting your team. Um, next, we'll just take a quick look at the six and sixes. Me, take a shot, and Beast Cox. We'll cover take a shot. I mean, he's got Jonathan Taylor and uh, um, Austin Eckler as two running backs. Arguably the best two running backs in fantasy this year. He doesn't deserve to be in the playoffs. He auto-drafted those guys, right? I mean, I think it's fitting that he's not in the playoffs right now. The Beast Cox at six and six. Um, the Beast Cox actually have 0% chance of making the playoffs. So let's not talk about them. Good season, co-owners. I think it was respectable the way it started. Good for them. And finally, Alpha Beast. So part of the reason I wanted to do this monologue um, was to address my team. So starting Jalen Hurts over Matthew Stafford is going to live with me for the offseason, Right? Picking Travis Kelsey over Jonathan Taylor is going to live with me for the offseason. Some decisions I made this year I thought were smart decisions. Early on, I was proving to maybe be a powerhouse. I was dropping consistent 100 points. And I think what happened to my team, honestly, was that I just didn't have enough consistency, right? Jalen Hurts, some weeks will go for 30 points. Some weeks will go for three. Travis Kelsey this year, some weeks he'll go for 20. Some weeks he'll go for one catch. And uh, by the way, the, the night I needed Travis Kelsey against Cormac on Monday night, he had a one-point lead. He had um, Jamal Williams. I had Travis Kelsey. Somehow Jamal Williams outplays him. And you know what? The lack of consistency, that is on me. Um, I play Hurts this week. DK Metcalf, one point, one point this week. Come on, the most important game of the year. You have one point. Unacceptable. Um, I put too much money to bid for Chuba, Chuba Hubbard. And I think all I think what I learned this year in fantasy is don't get too confident early on. I was so confident when I took Travis Kelsey, and after being five and five and three, I was like, I am in a great position. Sitting at six and six, I feel terrible. Bunch of close losses, bunch of losses where if I start someone on my bench, I win. And it's one of those fantasy seasons for me, just filled with regret. Something I learned growing up was you don't want to live life with regret, right? There's nothing worse than when you're playing D end and you know what? You're like, I don't need to do my job. I'm going to go inside. I'm going to hit him with a rip move underneath and try and get a sack. You don't do your job. You live with the regret of the Hobart quarterback scrambling on a third and five against you and getting a first down in one of the biggest games of your college football career. And you know what? You could have given them a three and out, Chris. You really could have. But you know what you did instead? You let the Hobart quarterback roll out outside of you because you wanted to be a hero. And that's what I did with my fantasy team this year. Let me give you a couple examples why. I took Travis Kelsey over Jonathan Taylor. Pick running backs in the first round. That's the big thing I learned this year. Pick running backs, wide receivers. Because you know what? What I saw this year is quarterbacks really rely on their tight ends. And personally, I would rather pick the running back then and had Mark Andrews in the fifth round. I would have had um, Hawkerson in the seventh round, right? Players like that who are available later on, I, I, I reached with Travis Kelsey. Um, and that's the story of my team, right? So that's that's what the playoffs look like right now. Um, and, th- and that's where we are as a – that's where we are with the top five. I don't – Tomorrow night, um, we'll kind of break down more teams. We'll go from uh, the Beast Cox to below. Um, so Beast Cox get downs on at Teacher's Peaches. Well, as I go over, want to talk about a fall from grace. 
I haven't seen a fall from grace actually before the fall from grace. Who saw Deach's Peach's Instagram story this weekend? Not surprised his team had this bad of a fall. All I'm going to say is since that first Instagram photo was posted, I am pretty sure he is one in six. Did he post a, a photo this weekend in hopes of with a motley crew in hopes of turning his his luck around? Didn't work. Um, so I think when we look at the Deach's Peaches, right, he had a lot of unlucky stuff. I think it all started with that photo, and I think he didn't stick to his roots, right? Like IPAs on a Saturday at 3 p.m. with someone wearing a $500 vest, $300 glasses, a pair of pants that's never had a grass stain, probably has a pocket watch in his pocket. But what are you doing? You were born in the, in the locker room. You were born on the field with the lax bros and the football jocks and all those guys. And now you become an IPA drinking grad school man. I mean, you're a man. I'm, a, I'm impressed by the individual you've become, Mr. Mr. Alec. But I will say ever since that photo, it's no surprise your team has fallen from grace. Right, And we'll talk about some of these decisions, some of how busy you are later on in the pod. But, oh man, it just kills me to see someone fall from grace like Deach's Peaches. All right? Um, so that's where we are in the top four. And then we got Petey Pablo, G-Spot, and the Mike, Dirty Mike's Meat Locker. I don't think we should do a punishment this year. Um, if there is a punishment, I think the punishment should be Dirty Mike buys the first round. When we all go out together, um, and that's my idea. Uh, Mom, I'm ready whenever, by the way. Um, and, yeah, that's my thought process. So, league is in a great place. Playoffs week away. Can't wait to do a, a playoff breakdown on tomorrow's pod. Um, can't wait to give you guys some more, some more stuff about the league um, and that sort of thing. Now, looking ahead, we have had some debates over changes in the league. What I think we should do is have a meeting of the minds – um, in the off season, I think we should get a little event going together. Maybe we go to Encore, rent one or two rooms. Maybe we go to Foxwoods. Maybe we go to Mohegan Sun. We, boys weekend. And I, I'll call this the first annual fantasy conference. I, I like the idea of putting it in Connecticut because it's kind of a midway spot. We could pick a really random weekend. Um, so we'll get not terrible prices on renting a suite, a room or whatever. Um, but I think we should have a fantasy football meeting of the minds. I don't want to do a zoom, a fantasy football owners conference this winter. We'll bring it up tomorrow on the pod when the two guests arrive, but that is my personal prerogative. I think that's my big hope is that we have a fantasy football meeting, um, of all the owners together, maybe one or two on Zoom. We'll know Ryan will instead go to a Red Sox game or he'll go to, I don't know, like some random country singer singing at the Black Rose. Well, he has like 17 Guinnesses, that sort of thing. Um, but I, I really think we need this meeting and we can just settle everything there. We'll vote on stuff for next year and that will be the end of the conversation of what um, – of sorry sorry, something had to clear my throat um Collins next to me so you know um but uh what we need to do is have one meeting discuss everything have a good boys night really chat maybe a whole weekend um and just come up with the how we're going to manage league next year because the last thing I want as commissioner is us going into the league in even July 
right? Even that or even that early out discussing new possible rules. I want all the rules set for next season by the last week of June. No rule changes, no discussions of rule changes. Let's leave out that stupidity um, for later. We can talk about anything, but I think my big prerogative for this league, as I said, is to have um, a owner's meeting this winter, owner's weekend, whatever you want to call it. It's going to be a great time. We'll obviously invite Mitch, Liam um, to videotape, make sure that Mitch is really good with the video just so we have a recording of it, but that's my plan. Um, Now, on to the NFL. Been a while since my NFL power ranking, so I'll give them to you right now. Number one, ah. I'm going with the Chiefs, right? They're coming off a bye week. I think their defense has really found themselves. I think they started the year out playing a little bit too cute. Uh, I mean, Mahomes is trying to – I think they've gone back to the basics, and I think we've seen that in the last couple weeks. Their defense has played great. Uh, Their offense has been fantastic, so I think that's why they're the number one spot. And they're terrifying. Um, They're terrifying to bet against. They're terrifying to play against if you're rooting for team betting. Number two is the Packers, and here's why I think the Packers really need to be – paid attention to taken seriously that sort of thing is over the weekend i decided to place a wager against aaron Rodgers, and when the packers are on offense and aaron Rodgers is that quarterback i think it's the most terrifying quarterback to get against to bet against and i'll tell you why because it could be third and 15 and you think he's going to complete the ball somewhere and if he doesn't he'll be able to get outside the pocket and make a play very few quarterbacks like aaron Rodgers who have this ability i know you can consider josh allen um you could consider Patrick Mahomes, but there's just something with Rodgers where you wager against him. You're like, this guy's just going to do it, and he doesn't. So I think the Packers got to be number two. Defense looks really formidable. I really like what he's got going on with um, the two running backs with Jones and also uh, – oh, my gosh. My, I'm blanking. How do uh, – Dylan, A.J. Dillon. Um, so they're number two. Number three, Pats. We talk enough about them in the group. I don't think i got to explain why they're number three. Number four, the Ravens, although I'm starting to think that their injuries are catching up to them. Um, I think that in, in the playoffs, when you play a team that can run the ball like that, and if they play defense like they've been playing, they they got to be um, the number four team. And finally, to round out the rankings – I think it would be a disservice if I didn't put this team in um, the Arizona Cardinals. Been a total unit, been doing it without Kyler Murray. So my top five, once again, will go Kansas City, number one, number two, Green Bay, number three, New England, number four. um, Oh, God, I'm doing this to myself again where I'm not remembering. Number four, the Ravens. Number five, the – oh, my gosh, Chris, you literally just said it. You're such a knucklehead. They're Arizona Cardinals, right? So that's my NFL thoughts. In case you are listening to this before the college football playoff, my predictions for the college football playoff goes as this. Georgia, number one. Number two, I think we see Bama. I think the idea of number one playing number two in the SEC title game is a really good thought for um, the college football playoff committee when they're coming up with their – play for just for the hype of the game i think we see bama at number two not because they totally deserve that number two spot but for the storyline of the sc title game number three we get cincinnati and this is just a personal thing i've watched a lot of notre dame games um i think notre dame's really good this year and i also think it would be hilarious if notre dame was in the playoff um as the four seed but as much as that as much as it pains me to say that i really want them in michigan's the obvious number four right now Right. Michigan's the obvious number four. I wouldn't move them. I had you you heard my reasoning for having Bama at number two. I think that they want a big SEC title game that makes one versus two makes it a way bigger deal. Um and then if Georgia wins, then you make sure that either Alabama goes to one, Georgia goes to two. You make you pretty much make sure that if Alabama wins that game, um, you are not gonna get that rematch in the 
semifinals. So that's why I think it's got to be one and two. And if Bama loses, they fall. Number four has got to be Michigan, though. Right? Uh, I, I think Michigan's a unit. Aiden Hutchinson is a freak. Their defensive line is incredible. Um, they are looking great. So my one, two, three, four for tonight, this is my this is what I would do. Number one, Georgia. Number two, Bama. Number three, Cincinnati. Number four, Michigan. Remember, I am putting Alabama there in order for the storyline of the SEC championship. Yeah? Yeah, give me one minute. Um, go pick your spot, and I'll be right there. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, and, well, gentlemen, I'm getting called for the family Christmas card, so i got to end this pod. I hope you enjoy it. Um, had a lot of fun recording it. Nice little quick soliloquy. Um, as always, love you guys. Miss you guys. Can't wait for the next boys reunion. Hope you liked some of my thoughts. Can't wait for the full podcast tomorrow. Um, and other than that, have a great day. Coach signing off. Chris signing off. Whatever you want to call me signing off. And at the end, I'll give you a little, a little number. Fantasy football. Playing with my best friends. I just want to win it all, but it is—it just all comes to an end. I took Travis Kelsey with my first round pick, and now I feel like a really stupid dick because he never produced the way I wanted him to. Should have taken Jonathan Taylor. My team smells like Collins poo. Hope you enjoyed. Have a great night, everybody. Good day.